Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, and let's get ready to kick off another brilliant week. I cannot believe that it's already halfway through August. What happened? I personally thought that July was going at a very nice pace, right? Nice and slow. You enjoy the journey. And now all of a sudden, August is like, nope, I'm going to be here for like a day, and then it's going to be September before you know it. Sunday scares as a teacher is very high right now. I'm also in the middle of almost ending my classes for my plus 30. I decided like (laughs) a silly person, (laughs) learn from your mistakes people, to take three online classes this summer um, for my plus 30 credit hours as a teacher. That's how you get pay increases as well. And I thought I could handle (laughs) three online classes. Now we're going to learn Okay, this is what growth mindset is all about. I know now in the future, I made a mistake. Three classes online with five modules each that takes you about a couple weeks to complete each of them, a few hours a day to complete them. Sorry for the alarm. That means that it's a lot of hours (laughs) that go into it. So here's just a friendly reminder. (laughs) to learn from your mistakes. So now in the future, I know not to do this to myself again. So to start off the episode, again, you guys, I am so, so grateful for the Growth Mindset Gang, the community that we are building together. I officially began to think of a giveaway idea. So because I have over a thousand plays on this podcast because of you wonderful people, I am doing a coffee, um, giveaway, coffee gift card giveaway. I don't know why that was so difficult to say. It is 8.30 at night on Sunday, so maybe that's it. But I put a poll on my Instagram story um, whether the winner of this giveaway would either get a Starbucks or a Dunkin'. Whoever the majority picks, Starbucks or Dunkin', I'm going to give a $25 gift card, a virtual gift card. I'll probably send it to you via email, depending on if you win the giveaway. I'm going to be making a post on Tuesday, the 17th, about how to enter a chance for this giveaway. So please stay tuned. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's at the Growth Mindset Gal, and I'll be putting that up on Tuesday for a $25 Starbucks or Dunkin' gift card, depending on the poll on my story today, which is Sunday. And I really just wanted to give back to you guys. And I feel like what would be a great way to give back to people, (laughs) providing them with free coffee. So from the bottom of my heart, again and again, thank you guys so, so much. You're all amazing. And you are my motivation to keep making the podcast episodes, reels, posts, anything I can share out there to help you guys. And you're finding these tips useful. Keep me going. Anytime you also hear a podcast episode that you find really useful, make sure you share it to some of your friends, right? Because we need to share important knowledge. As an educator, I fully believe in once you find out knowledge that's going to be helpful for many others, share it. And if you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so more wonderful people right sharing this podcast can hear it as well. And speaking of sharing ideas and knowledge out there, I would like to give you guys a little reminder. I'm going to put the link in my show notes. The Growth Mindset Guy, my boyfriend Nate, he is doing a 50-mile bike ride across Long Island on October 2nd, 2021. And he is riding for a foundation of charity called Bike to the Beach. And it's foundation that sends their donations to help people with autism and people with disabilities. The link is in my bio on Instagram, but maybe to make things a little bit better, I'm going to put the link for his website in my bio. It's a wonderful chance. If you want to share some love and spread some kindness and put your money towards a good thing, 
you can please, 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 please donate to um, the Growth Mindset Guy website that I'm going to put in the show notes, Bike to the Beach, the foundation again, to help people with autism and disabilities. Also, this donation has been in my show notes for a very long time, but I, for some reason, keep forgetting to explain it to you guys. There is a donation of speaking going back to school. There is a donation in my show notes about sending money over to giving kids a backpack for school, giving them a backpack filled with school supplies, pens, pencils, highlighters, notebooks, folders, you name it, for kids in need that need some school supplies going back into school. This foundation is simply amazing. And as a teacher, it helps so much and it motivates students so much when they have the supplies that they need to start the school year. Again, putting your money to make an impact. I was actually reading, I am reading, The Universe is Calling You by Char Margolis. And I think I mentioned in the other podcast, and I was simple, I was just reading one of the last chapters. And what gives us and connects us to the universe or essence, whatever you want to call it, connects us the most is gratitude and giving. Huge component of making us feel aligned in the universe. So when you donate, when you help, when you serve people, that helps you align with your true self. So making donations, it could be as big or small as you want, can truly make an impact in someone's life. Don't forget it. Okay. So just throwing that out there. Both links will be in my show notes for bike to the beach and then also helping kids get backpacks for school. Sharing some more knowledge. If you guys need to step up your skincare game, okay, our Bond Agewell and Brighten Up lines are your go-to. I have been using Arbonne's Agewell set since March of this year, March of 2021. My skin has healed so much from the Agewell set. So that's an anti-aging. I know I'm 27 anti-aging, Allie. What is going on? But your 20s, your late 20s, is a really good time to start getting really conscious of your skin. So I got the age well set and I had a lot of fine lines around my mouth and also like in my forehead, making a lot of teacher faces <laughs> and also laughing a lot. And I've noticed that the lines around my mouth, the lines on my forehead have completely decreased so much since using it. It also has serums and moisturizers all with SPF 15 in it to help protect your skin from sun damage. Now, the Brighten Up line is very similar to AgeWell, but it focuses on more brightening up and toning your skin. So if you want to have a more glowy look, right, and a better texture and tone to your skin, Brighten Up gives you the same benefits of beautiful, wonderful skin. All the products are animal cruelty-free, natural ingredients, and vegan. And I know a lot of people have huge allergic reactions to retinol. And the Age Well set actually has a vegan supplement for retinol. It's called Bactiol. And it's plant-based, so your skin will not react too harshly to a vegan retinoid supplement. It's all I'm saying. It's a wonderful product. I need to share everything <laughs> because I can't get over how nice my skin has turned out since using that skincare line since March. All I'm saying. So if you're looking for a new skincare line, brighten up or Age Well could be your bet. We also have skincare lines for acne-prone skin called Clear Future and also a skincare line for a sensitive skin. So if you are looking for a high-quality skincare line that is going to be sustainable for your skin, you can also recycle all of the bottles so it's sustainable for the environment. Let me know. I can give you a 20% off discount. Link is in the show notes if you want to take a look at some of those products. Last but not least for the intro, you guys know it's time for a shout out. I should really start adding more like sound effects like shout out. Here we go. The shout out for today's episode is Vintage Vocation. Vintage Vocation is a wonderful Instagram by Miss Victoria. I've been following her for a while and she is a careers coach. So if you're sitting there, my people in their mid-20s trying to figure out where you want to go in your career, what you want to do with your life, what's the next steps in your career, should you change careers, should you change locations, what should you do? Because granted, you guys, we spend most of our lives at work. I know that's really hard to hear, and I'm really sorry I told you this on a Monday of all days, but it's so important 
to find a career that does suit you and fulfills you in some way, shape, or form. And let me tell you, Vintage Vocation, she makes a wonderful post that's helpful information. She is a career coach. So if you're looking for something like that, make sure to find her and follow her. And I'll put her Instagram in the show notes. Okay, guys, next step, you guys know what's up. The doing well daily quote of the episode. Here we go. And again, if you're interested in the doing well daily journal that I use, it's in the show notes. It's about 40 bucks. So if you're interested with the get yourself a life-changing journal, that is for you. So here we go. Here's the quote. If you think you've peaked, find a new mountain. If you think you've peaked, find a new mountain. Whoa. Hold up. Wait a minute. I love this quote. This is literally what growth mindset is all about. If you think you've peaked, that means you're in your comfort zone. If your dreams are not scary, they're not big enough. If you see no challenges in your life, to help you grow as a person, to help you evolve as a person, you are stuck. If you've peaked, you need to find a new mountain. The whole point of this journey that we are here on this planet is to evolve our souls into our higher self. The whole point is to learn the lessons to become better. Earth is a school, okay? And I, again, I'm talking about this. I, I've been reading this book, The Universe is Calling You by Char Margolis. Let me tell you guys, vibes. She's saying in her book that Earth is a school and our souls come to this Earth to learn lessons, okay? And we learn certain lessons to help our soul grow and evolve, Right? Keep moving up those levels, get into the higher consciousness. So if you're staying in your little comfort zone, your soul is not growing. It's not doing what it needs to do. If you are feeling stuck right now, you've peaked, right? You're like, well, I made it. I'm in my dream job. Now what? I think that happens to a lot of people where, and I'm going to be talking about this in a upcoming episode with a collab that I'm really excited about, and you guys will love it as well, that a lot of us 20-somethings, right, we go to college, get the good grades, you know, and then we get our dream job like right out the gate sometimes, or maybe like a year or so after, and then we're in our dream job. And then a couple of years down the road in the dream job that we work so hard for, then all of a sudden we're like, wow, I'm unfulfilled. What should I do? I feel stuck. That's, listen, your body never lies to you. If you're feeling stuck, that means you're meant for more. Now, granted, if you're in your dream job, it doesn't always mean going and getting a new job. It means maybe going to a new location of your job. Maybe it's getting promoted in your job. Maybe it has nothing to actually do with your job and it's your service maybe outside of your career. In your personal life, you feel stuck. That's a whole different ball game, right? And I want to remind you guys that life sometimes, and in the book it says it too, life, majority of your life is going to be a little bit boring. doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's boring. And in that moment of boredom, you need to think to yourself, what more can I offer this world? Don't be like, ugh, I'm so bored. Nothing's happening to me. Be like, what can I offer? Why am I feeling stuck? What can I do and what can I provide to my family, to my community, to the earth? What can I do? When you've peaked, right, then you're stuck at the top. There's nowhere else to go. That's not what we're here for. We're here to keep climbing new mountains, getting new goals, achieving more success. Because again, it's also lonely at that peak, isn't it? got nowhere to go, nothing to do. So if you're feeling stuck or unfulfilled, take a look at your life and see what areas of your life are lacking and see what can you do in this moment 
to help make those areas in your life not lack. If you're bored in your social life, right, start making plans, right? Be the one to reach out and be like, hey, like, when are you free this month? I did that the other week. I literally was talking to my boyfriend on the phone. I was like, I feel like none of my friends are hanging out with me. We're all busy. Da, 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 da. And then literally the next week, I texted all my friends. And then the week after that, I'm hanging out with all of them. And now I feel so much better. Okay? If, okay, you are feeling a lack, okay, in your career, think about why you wanted that career. Think about what it provides for you, what it does for you. Because a lot of the times I think of work, we always look at like the cons, like, oh, I should be paid more. Oh, this work is so hard. Like the coworkers aren't fun, whatever. But what does that job provide for you? And then maybe look at it from another angle. Stable paycheck. You can use that money to save for your future. You can use that money to go out and have fun, whatever you want to do. Provides you with a stable life. Okay. If you're lacking in excitement of the everyday, gratitude journal. Also, take yourself out places. Like, just because everyone's busy doesn't mean you don't have to be busy, right? If you're sitting in your bed, you're like, oh, I'm bored and everyone has, you know, everyone's doing something, go do something. There's nothing wrong with going places on your own. Go to a coffee shop and like switch up, like maybe you're studying and you need to switch up your spot. Go to a coffee shop, go to the library, switch it up, don't be in your house right? Go for a walk around the block or a bike ride. Go on a hike. Take yourself out on a date and like go to a restaurant and sit there and get some food or a cafe if it's smaller. If you're lacking in an area of your life, think about it and think of ways that you can fix it. Always do it the best what you can with what you got. If you've peaked, that means there's a new mountain to climb. And I know that mountain may be scary. You might be thinking right now, but oh, I know the next mountain I have to climb, but Allie, I'm really scared. That's the whole point. That's the whole point, my friends. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be nervous. That means it's the next step. Don't stay in where you are. If your body's telling you something's got to change, make the change and find that new mountain. Okay, guys, so let's get into the topic of today's podcast, which is the mindset of an athlete. And I will be referencing the good old mindset book from Dr. Carol Dweck. And I will be referring to chapter four, sports, the mindset of a champion. So just to give a little bit of a background as to why I'm talking about the subject, where am I coming from? Um, I played sports literally all my life. Um, I played soccer, softball, basketball, and volleyball. And I played soccer, softball, basketball, mostly in like my youth. But from middle school all the way through college, I played volleyball. So that is the main sport that I'm going to be referring to. And I played um, college volleyball, collegiate athlete, hey, um, at SUNY Potsdam. Go Bears, a shout out. And in volleyball, I am 5'3", so I played the libero. So if you ever watched indoor volleyball where you see um, one of the defenders wearing a different colored shirt, that is the libero, which is kind of basically like the top defender on the team aka if you think of soccer like you know how the goalie has like a different colored shirt on that's basically what a libero is and i can sub in and out for anyone um in the back row it doesn't count as a sub because there are limited subs in volleyball and then there's just someone um that's tracking me how many times i go in and out of the back row straight up play back row five three i have gotten a couple kills in my day though so and a kill is when you spike a ball in volleyball, just for clarification. And I wanted to talk about this because I think a lot of my mindset has been shaped by being an athlete for most of my life. I've been playing sports since I'm four years old. I am now 27. And I also want to talk about how your mindset shifts when you no longer have the, I guess, support or community of a team and you're kind of been on your own. For my college athletes out there, when you become a NARP, a non-athletic regular person, and you're like, wait a minute, I've always like had the identity of being an athlete, and now I don't play sports anymore. I do, though, play beach volleyball, the league at Dublin Deck in Patchogue. Hey, what's up? 
take a look out. We are the first place team right now. Just shout out and just saying that. And sports is a very interesting community because sports can have a positive and or negative impact on your mindset, depending on the teams you've been on, the coaches you have had, especially the coaches you have had. I'm going to talk very intensely into that one. And athletes have a very different mindset than other people. Because most of your life, if you've been an athlete, has been surrounded by your physical talent, right? That if you played a sport and you were super tall, that was amazing, especially in volleyball. If you're super tall, heck yeah, that was amazing. That's why people always were shocked when I would tell them I played volleyball and they're like, but you're not tall. And I'm like, yeah, but like I can dig a lot and I have great serve receive and a great serve. So like, what's up? And once you have that identity that my value is in my physical talent that can get you stuck very quickly because after a while your physicality does change because you do get older right and then all of a sudden new talent comes in that's younger maybe they're faster they're taller um all those different things and then you question your value and your ability in that sport and that can definitely take a toll on your mindset Also, there's a lot of superiority in sports, especially in like collegiate athletes. Like, okay, you're a freshman, you have to earn your keep, you're a senior, you know, you're the superiority or like upperclassmen, they were called, right? Juniors and seniors versus freshmen and sophomore. And then you have to kind of work your way up to playing time. There's definitely favoritism in sports. I've seen it all the time and it makes me very angry. Like play the people who are performing in practice, not your favorites. And that also takes a toll on your mindset because you could be working really hard in practice and putting in the work. But if you're not the favorite, then you don't get as much playing time. And that's a fact. I've seen it not even just me with other people on my teams that I've been on. A lot of coaches can also be a very positive, wonderful impact and can change the game for you. But then coaches can also ruin the game for you. And that's happened to me plenty of times. And you kind of have to, you get into that mindset is what, what matters more, the sport or the coach, because the sport's always the same, but the coaches change. So that can, that's definitely a lot of decisions that you make as an athlete. And also as an athlete, you kind of get into this mindset of, since you have a natural ability to be athletic, you hate asking for help. If you're struggling with a skill in your sport, you're like, yeah, but I play the sport. I'm an expert. So I can't ask for help. And that then transcends into your non-athletic sphere of your life. I hate asking. I hated, I should say. I'm more comfortable asking for help now. But I used to hate asking for help because sports have taught me that asking for help is a weakness because you're an athlete, you figure it out, you put in the work, and you find the solution, which in some cases is like, okay, but (laughs) asking for help is also really important. And having really good mentors that encourage you asking for help in the sports community is also super crucial. And hands down and tip my hat to Simone Biles, by the way, who is an Olympian, the top gymnast in the world. And she left a couple of um, competitions in the Olympics for her mental health. And a lot of athletes don't realize that you can do that. And I'm really glad now that we have a representative to show that that is okay. Because it was crazy at some points in, in college volleyball that, you know, you think of sports as your stress relief that's fun and exciting, that like school can be stressing you out, but then you go to volleyball practice and, you know, you let out your, you know, anxiety and anger and then you have fun with your team. Sometimes it became the opposite where school came so easy to me and I enjoyed learning and volleyball was very stressful from the politics, the attitudes, the mindsets and all of the things. 
And sports sometimes teaches you you can't make a mistake. You're not allowed to make a mistake. Because in sports, when you make a mistake, that's a big deal. You lose a point. Someone scores a goal, right? In volleyball, making a mistake is like literally the point of the game. You're waiting for the other team to make a mistake. So in volleyball, if you shank a pass, if you um, literally can't even get to a ball, it hits the ground, or you don't cover the hitter, or you don't read the hitter right, you make a mistake, and then the other team gets a point. And so then that transfers into your real life of I can't make mistakes. And I really love that Simone Biles showed that you can take a moment for your mental health. There, I wish there was an outlet for when I was a collegiate athlete specifically. And even in high school, too, I played travel volleyball as well, which is called club. That someone like told me it's okay to make a mistake. You're still a great athlete, even if you had a bad game. You know what I mean? You still hold value to the team, even after you make a mistake. Because sometimes... And, you know, in sports, if you make a mistake, sub one, right? You can easily be subbed out. That also takes a toll on your mindset. So I think a lot of the times, and I definitely think it's changing, but I think the athletic community and how athletes are brought up is in a very fixed mindset. And it takes a very powerful athlete such as Simone Biles, right, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, so on and so forth, that have showed us that in order to be a successful athlete, you need to work hard and practice, and then you can grow your skills. Physical, natural talent definitely plays a huge portion, but it's not sustainable. And then you need to practice and gain power, in the skills that you're trying to work on. That's why it's called practice, because you're practicing skills. But I also think that's really important that we acknowledge what the athletic community does to your mindset. It's literally all competition. You're even in competition with your teammates. If you play the same position, you are in competition with your own teammates. You are. And you try and be supportive if the other, you know, team member gets more playing time than you or you completely sit left bench, all of those things. But it does take a toll on your mentality and your mental state. And I think the athletic community really needs to like, I think the Simone Biles whole thing completely might change the game for athletes to show that. Yes, we have physical talents, but we also need to talk about our mental capacity as well and the effect it has on our mindsets. Because now I'm a non-athletic regular person. I mean, I work out, I go to the gym and things like that, but I'm not a part of an athletic team anymore. And I look back on the experience and I was definitely in a hella fixed mindset because of sports. Because think about it, a fixed mindset is all about, I have specific abilities, it is what it is, if I'm not good at something, I'm not good at something, it's all about natural talent, you're not allowed to ask for help, and you're not allowed to make a mistake, if you make a mistake in a game, you could literally lose the game for your team, and then if you play the bench, you're like, do I hold value to this team, or am I just the scrimmage team, right, when we're in practice, and that's definitely affects your mindset. And people start sports from a very, very young age, like literally four years old, I started playing soccer. And playing sports also teaches you amazing skills, teamwork, collaboration, practice, learning, growing, all of those wonderful things. And that's why a lot of people put their children into sports, right? It's good for your health, right? Physical activity, you get to make friends, you learn how to problem solve and collaborate, and you get the fun of, you know, working hard and winning games, right? You learn a lot of life skills in the sports community, which is amazing. I love playing sports. My children will be playing sports or whatever they want to do, right? It's a great time. But we also have to look at the other side of being an athlete which is a very fixed mindset. And what happens a lot of the times, okay, is there becomes a division 
in sports between the teammates that have the natural abilities and then the teammates that have some sort of ability, but they have to really work hard to master that specific skill, right? One of my things that I always had to work on um, was reading the hitter, if you will. So in volleyball, when you play defense, the hitter tells you everything. The hitter tells you if they're going to hit cross court, if they're going to hit line, are they actually going to follow through and do a full spike? Are they going to roll it? Are they going to tip it? You have to watch them, right? I had difficulty doing that because throughout a lot of my career, I was just taught, okay, this is the defensive movement. No matter what the hitter is doing, you go in this specific spot on the court. Then I got to college and they're like, no, read the hitter. You don't always have to go to the same spot. You're just reading the hitter. And I'm like, hey, what does that mean? And then there was other teammates on my team that could easily read the hitter and would dig and it came natural to them to read the hitter. And it was very discouraging because I'm like, well, why can't I? Why does it come easier to that person and not to me? Um, and maybe they just had different training. Maybe it did come naturally to them, whatever that it is. And so when people have natural um, talent, they all of a sudden have this God complex, if you will, that, you know, and it creates a superiority um, among the team. And a lot of credit is given to them, but then there's not a lot of credit that's given to the teammate that's just as good, but had to work for it. You know what I mean? I remember that there was one game and of indoor volleyball is best three out of five. Um, goes to 25 or it goes into overtime. You have to win by two. And I, what you do in at least um, college volleyball, you have your regular practices and then you have individuals where you go in, you know, you know, the defenders go in together, offense goes in together, you know, you have separate practices than just a team. And I remember I would go to all of my individuals and I practiced reading the hitter and all of those things. And I worked really hard on it because I knew I had to master that. And one game, I got 40 digs, 40 digs, 4-0. And my um, defensive coach was like, Allie, you got 40 digs. Did you realize that? I was like, no, that's crazy. Um, as libero, and it was one of the like highest digging games of the season, and I remember she like told me, she was like, that's awesome. But then I remember my head coach who I did not like in the slightest and he ruined the game for me. He didn't say a word. He didn't say a word to me. He did not congratulate me in any way, shape or form and be like, hey, like, you know what? That's awesome. I you went to all your individuals. Um, this week and I noticed you worked so hard and that game like really showed it. Nothing, nothing, not a single. And then like none of my teammates knew either. Like it wasn't like, hey, like, you know, our libero, she got 40 digs in the game. She saved the game for us. And no one, nope, nothing. Um, but then if there's like a natural, really good hitter, right, on the team, on offense, if they get a specific amount of kills in a game then it's a whole woohoo. So then you think like, why? Then you think to yourself as an athlete, right? You ever think about this? And you're like, well, why am I putting in all this effort if no one cares? And then that transfers into your actual regular life, right? Why am I going to put in all this effort if it doesn't matter, if no one's going to recognize me? And I get that not everyone's going to praise you, right? For your goals, like, you know, but to an impressionable, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old, 21 year old, you know, that takes a toll. Why do all this work if no one cares? Why, why do all the work? And the comparison game in the sports community is insanity, insanity. And I was talking to one of my, I did a growth mindset um, workshop for one of my old teammates she reached out to me and she goes, oh, I like, I love your podcast and I love you to do like a workshop with my students. And I was like, dope, I got it. And I remember, and she brought up, she's like, I wish I had more of a growth mindset when I was playing volleyball because 
I remember if I was sitting on the bench and someone else was playing over me, like I was very mad, not at the coach, at them. Like, why are they playing over me? I'm just as good. I put in just as much work. Why are they playing over me? And so then that causes a division and comparison. And you always question yourself. Also, a huge thing with athletes is a whole body image to do, right? That everyone has different bodies. Everyone's metabolism is different, um, especially in volleyball. Let me tell you, you've guys seen the Olympics. Volleyball uniforms, you can't hide anything. It is spandex. It is tight shirts. Beach volleyball, you're wearing a dang bikini. So there's also a lot of body image issues that are created through um, sports as well. And I remember having a lot of body image issues because I was in hella shape, took care of myself, even had a nutritionist that told me like what to eat and calories and stuff like that, followed all the rules and all the workouts. Um, but I'm 5'3", <laughs> I'm a little nub, and my body carries weight differently than someone who is, you know, six foot. <laughs> and it was like why I work so hard and all of those things. Why am I not the like skinny, skinny, skinny? You know what I mean? Like, like I was in shape, but I wasn't like skinny, like what people think of a typical athlete. So comparison, body image things, it takes such a toll on your mindset. And I cared so much. I cared so much for my teammates' approval, my coach's approval, right? That's the athlete. You want to be the hero of the game. You want to seek the approval for your hard work, all the things. And that gets you very stuck. And that you get stuck in that very that very fixed mindset. And I wish I had role models such as Simone Biles when I was playing sports to show me that it's okay to take a break, right? And I'm sorry, like I was playing D3 volleyball, like let's be honest with ourselves. (laughs) Like I needed to relax. But your sport then becomes your life. Like as an athlete, you guys know, like the sport becomes your life. The sport becomes a part of your identity, And then once you're out of the sport, you're like, what the heck was, why did I care? Why did I care so much? And I kind of start to realize this my senior year, which kind of makes sense because you're like leaving. It's your last season. You're just kind of there to have fun and you'll have your last moments, um, all of the things. And I learned my senior year, I was like, just play, Allie. You know how your coach is? And you know that you're just going to do your hard work. You're going to go to practice. You're going to go to your individuals. You're going to go to the workouts, do all that you need to do and just play. Just play. And if you make a mistake, don't worry about it. Because what I used to do is I would make one mistake and then I would get so mad at myself that that would continue into the next play. And then I would make another mistake and another mistake. And then I would get subbed out because I was afraid of getting subbed out from my mistakes. Because low-key, my coach, he would, I would, I'm not even kidding you, make two mistakes. And then I would get a, I would get a sub one. Not even exaggerating. There are witnesses. You can ask people. And that, like, I'm not even kidding, traumatized me. Because then I brought it into my actual life. And I was like, if I make a mistake, if I fail, I'm going to lose everything. Because in sports, that's what happens. If you make two mistakes, you're off the court. In life, if I make two mistakes, then I'm a failure. Like that was the correlation. And I remember I'd sit on the bench and be so mad and be so resentful towards my teammates, resentful towards my coach. And I'd be like, I hate it here. I thought about quitting multiple times. Um, and my coach didn't make a very like safe mental health um, area. We actually tried to get him fired because he was making inappropriate comments, but he didn't get fired for some odd reason. Still don't know why that didn't happen. And he would like threaten to like cut people from the team because we were losing all, all the things. And that as an athlete, you're like, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get cut. Right? Like, and then you go into real life. You're like, if I make a mistake at my job, I'm going to get fired. 
right? Think about my athletes out there. Think about that. How you think at your job, your relationships, family, anything that's not sports. You're afraid to make a mistake because when you made a mistake in sports, you could have been cut. You could have been sitting on the bench. Oh, you had consequences for making mistakes. And you weren't taught that it was okay to make mistakes in sports. And my senior year, because I was like, I'm a senior. It doesn't matter anymore. I learned to play. I told myself, it's okay if you make a mistake. It's okay if you sit the bench. It's your senior year. It doesn't matter anymore. It does not matter. And the minute you release that fear of messing up, then you release the control that fear and that sport has over you. I cannot tell you, I miss that sport so much. I miss volleyball so much. I don't miss being on a team and I don't miss having coaches um, tell me my value. I don't miss that. And I think coaches need more training. I think there needs to be more mental health brought into sports. Because if you notice, when Simone Biles, like, you know, sat out for a couple of competitions, everyone's like, oh, you know, some people were like, oh, this is great, amazing. But the other side was like, oh, she's so weak. Remember that girl? She broke her ankle and she still did it. Yeah. And that ruined her ankle. Remember that? And then she couldn't be a gymnast anymore. Like, People went so hard on Simone for stepping out. Um, hello, she had other teammates that did phenomenal. Huh? And she was so criticized because she needed a mental health break. Because that's the sports community. If you don't win, you're weak, right? Because in sports, there's a winner and a loser. If you're a loser, you're weak. Eh? Right? It, that's the mentality, and it's crazy. Crazy. It is crazy that I put myself through that. Also, the thing is, as a team, it's great to collab. I love being on a team. But then the problem was sometimes with the team, and it's not all teams, it's more probably how the coach creates like the team culture. There was no individuality. No individuality. You couldn't have a say. You all had to dress the same. Um, and there is like this hierarchy. Um, in the teams and it was, you know, your team was like your friends when you came into school and I have a lot of great memories with my teammates, but there's also just like this, you felt stuck with the team as well, because like you become like a part of like the click, like you're in the sports sphere, right? All the sports teams hang together and all those things, all sports teams, you know, go to parties together and all, all that stuff. And then you're kind of stuck in that sphere. And if you want to hang out with other people that are not sports people, it was like, look down upon. It was a very weird, weird community. Um, and I think it's very important if you're playing sports right now, to know, right, if my athletes are listening out there, you are so much more than your sport. Your athleticism is amazing. I hope you're having fun playing your sports. Don't let it ruin your mindset. Don't bring the sports mindset into your actual real life. Because real life is not like sports. It's not. Because if you're going to be so hard on yourself every time you make a mistake at work, every time you make a mistake with your friends in a relationship and you think, you know, you're going to get fired or you're going to get dumped because you keep making a mistake. There's also so much more to life than your sport. So much more. You offer so much more to the world than your athletic ability. Now, listen, if you're D1 and you're going to go play professional, by all means, kill it. Go for it. You rock. But to all my D2 and D3 athletes out there, my high school athletes out there, that their sport ends <laughs> with the ending of school. I'm here to tell you 
there's more to life than your sport. And if you're playing a sport right now and you're in the middle of it, I'm giving you permission. It's okay to make mistakes. Work on them in practice. Practice, practice, practice. Sometimes you don't even have to practice with your team. Maybe go on your own. Go do your workouts. But practice on your own in your own solitude where there's no comparison of your teammates. If you're done being an athlete, right, if your athletic career has ended, I'm reminding you that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to make mistakes. Let me give you some examples of athletes who worked, didn't have natural abilities, and made it through and have value. Y'all know the first example, Michael Jordan. He is like the poster child also for growth mindset. Whenever there's like a growth mindset, like PowerPoint at work or videos or anything like that, it's Michael Jordan's in the video. We all know the greatest basketball player of all time. Like, sorry, LeBron, like Michael Jordan all the way. I'm sorry. He was cut from his high school team. He couldn't get recruited for his college team. And yet he made it to the NBA and became the greatest basketball player of all time. You want to know why? Because he didn't give up. He didn't let a sport tell him his worth. He practiced. He worked hard. He improved his skills. And he improved his mindset. He didn't give up. A lot of athletes tend to give up when they have a couple of bad games or bad practices and then they're really, really inside their head. You ever been playing a game and like you're like, I'm so inside my head right now in the game, right? And you don't know how to shake yourself out of it. And you think all of your value is in this game. No. And if you have a bad game, the next practice, you practice that specific skill. You focus on that specific skill. Practice on your own. Practice with your team. Whatever you need to do. But here's the key to being a really powerful athlete. Here's the key here. It's not about your physical talents. It's about your mental talents. It's your mental talent how much you can persevere and push through the intense fixed mindset of the athletic world. I wish I can go back to College Alley and tell her, like, it's fine. You're not going to get cut for the team. You're going to have bad games. You're going to mess up. You might be subbed out. So what? You'll be subbed back in. It's not a big deal. Because I have such a stronger mindset than I did when I was an athlete. Because no one taught me how to have a strong mindset. So I want to help you guys out. That, And I would have been a better athlete for this. Everyone on your team has value, including you. Everyone on your team has value. Okay? Your mindset is everything. You could still be sitting on the bench and cheering your little booty off for your teammates. Support right? If you're having a bad game and you're subbed out, be a support system for your team. Because at the end of the day, if you win the game, no one remembers your mistakes. No one cares. But if you're sitting on that bench being a sore loser because you were subbed out, like I always did, people notice. People totally notice. Your parents notice as well. And like Michael Jordan, practice your physical skills right in the game but also practice your mentality. In practice, you need to also practice your mental state. So if you're doing a scrimmage or you're doing drills at practice and you're messing up, that's the time to practice your mentality, how you talk to yourself before the game. If you are at practice and you make a mistake, just tell yourself, it's all right, I get the next one. I'll get the next one, right? Cheer on your teammates, high-fiving, like spreading support in practice because that then carries over to the game. 
Okay. Another example of an athlete that it was truly mind over matter was Wilma Rudolph. She's one of the fastest women in the world. And she actually grew up with a lot of health issues, but she would not let that deter her from her abilities. Could you imagine? That's what I'm telling you. Sports is about your physical abilities, but your mind gets you to the physical abilities. If you tell yourself you can't you know, serve well, you can't score well, you keep missing free throws, you can't make a touchdown, any of those things, right? You can't score a goal, you can't make a basket, you can't shoot a three-pointer. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Because you keep telling yourself in practice, the next practice you guys have, I know I know, um, preseason is starting soon for my athletes out there, or hell week, we would call it. Do not let hell week kick you mentally. Your legs, your whole body is going to die during hell week. We all know it. No matter how much you train over the summer, you guys all know my athletes out there that hell week still hurts. This is a perfect chance for you to practice your mindset during hell week. I encourage you to be a strong leader on your team. The leaders don't always have to be the oldest. I've learned that too. I was very quiet my sophomore and freshman year because I was like, I need to earn my keep, you know what I mean? And then uh, junior and senior year, I was more vocal, right? But I noticed the, the players under me they didn't care if they were freshmen. They were still going to like get us out of our heads. They're still going to be very supportive, keep us going. It doesn't matter your rank. Support, be a leader, keep the team going, keep the team morale. Team morale is also everything. It's individual morale, but team morale as well. When you have a strong like sense of togetherness as a team, it also helps your individual morale as well. Your mentality also builds your character in the sport. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm so competitive. It's like disgusting. Like everything is a, it's a competition with me. <laughs> like if we go play arcade games, if we go bowling, anything, so competitive. And when I played sports, I was also very competitive with myself, with the other team, with my teammates, competitive. I always wanted to be on top because I was taught, if you're not first, you're last. That's not true. If you are if you had a bad game and you're sitting on the bench, still be supportive of your teammates. Please don't make the same mistake I did. Because when I was subbed out, ooh, my face, I don't have a poker face, my guys. When I would make a mistake on the court, you would see it on my face. I would curse. It was, it was not a vibe. I don't, I don't um, encourage, um, college alley during sports she was a very angry person <laughs> and because of the fixed mindset that I was in right if I'm not if I'm not good I'm terrible so build your character do inner work if you had a bad game maybe bring a journal with you and be like why and journal why you had a bad game how can you improve in practice this week i heavily suggest that athletes journal i think it's a great idea or like leave voice notes maybe if you want to talk to yourself about it and leave voice notes but journal and just reflect on your bad week your bad practice a bad game because a true successful athlete has beautiful character, is a team player because they know and they believe that at the end of the day, it's about the sport. It's about the team. It's not about themselves. And you can tell the character of a professional athlete. You can tell if they're about them, that superstar complex, or are they a team player? An athlete with a fixed mindset is the superstar player. If I'm not good, no one's good. Right? If I'm having a bad game, I don't care if anyone else is having a good game, I am going to be a sore loser. But then you notice other professional athletes who are team players, 
or if they have a bad game, it doesn't matter because they, they have a team. Next time you watch professional sports, watch the characters, watch the behaviors of professional athletes and see if you can pinpoint the fixed and growth mindsets of athletes. It, your mindset builds your character of who you're going to be as an athlete. And then that shows up on the field, on the court, in the gymnasium. It shows up. And let me tell you, I look back on some recorded games and I'm like, ooh, girl, they're your face. Mm-mm-mm. No, ma'am. And I think a lot of my struggles as a collegiate athlete were due to my mindset. Granted, the culture of the team, the environment of sports in general doesn't really encourage mental health, if you will. I was very anxious playing a lot of the times. But at the end of the day, you got to take responsibility. And I was a sore loser. I tell you that. The minute I was subbed out was not a good time. And I wish I could go back and be like, you know what? I may be subbed out, but my teammates are rocking it. They're killing it. They're having a great time. And if we win, who cares? At the end of the day, if your team wins, who cares? Build my athletes. Build your mentality. Build your character. Let me flip the page, y'all. Okay. You are so much more than your sport. And I'm here to tell you that one day the sun is going to set on your athletic career. Do you want to spend most of your athletic career being stressed out, being upset, being angry, being anxious? Or do you want to spend most of your athletic career enjoying yourself. Now I know you might get a really bad coach. I know you might have teammates that aren't great. But remember, you do not control your life, but you can control how you react to your life. And I remember I'd be, after a game was ending, I would go sit in the hallway And by myself, with a puss on my face, be so angry. My parents would come out and be like, what's wrong? Why are you not sitting with your team? Why are you so upset? And I'm like, I'm upset because I had a bad game. I got subbed out. I'm not going to play anymore. And I wish I actually took that time to like sit with my team. I mean, it wasn't like a long time. I like sat there for like maybe five to ten minutes. And I wish I used that time to sit with my team and just be like, hey, like good game. Like compliment my teammates. And things like that. Do not have a fixed mindset as an athlete. You will get nowhere. You will not improve on the skills. Do not let bad games deter you. Do not let you not making a certain team deter you from being an athlete as well. You will be subbed out. You may be cut. It doesn't make you a bad athlete. And not everything you offer to this world is your athleticism. And us athletes, like we, a part of us, I always said, like, I'm a volleyball player. Like, that was a part of my identity. And now I'm not. I love playing volleyball, but it's not like what I provide to the globe. So, for my athletes out there, practice your skills. When you make a mistake, maybe even reach out to your coach be like, hey, can I get some extra time? I want to work on this. Reach out to another teammate or like an upperclassman and be like, hey, like I really want to work on this school. Are you available to help practice with me? And a lot of, honestly, coaches usually say yes. Upperclassmen usually say yes. Don't be afraid to ask. And I know as freshmen, let's be honest, we're probably not going to get a lot of playing time your first year. That's okay. Right? That's just the way it goes. But don't be discouraged by that. You're still going to be a one. You're still a wonderful athlete. Sometimes you just have to earn your keep, right? You know what I mean? Work hard in practices. Be a really good support system. Learn from the upperclassmen. Understand how things go. And then eventually you, you earn your playing time because you show up to practice, right? I remember my freshman year, I didn't start playing 
until my freshman year, I had an amazing coach. And then he he left to go teach at another, to teach, to coach at another school. And then my sophomore to senior year, I didn't have a very nice coach. But my freshman year coach who recruited me, um, he didn't give me playing time until he saw that I was ready. And he told my mom, he goes, Allie was ready. Her skill set, she was ready to go day one. Her skill set was ready to go day one. But you know what I had to work on? My mentality, right? My, you know, don't be anxious. Don't be nervous. Just play the game. You're good. Because I, I would get on the court and you could see that I was very nervous. And he didn't put me in until he saw in practice and other games that I had confidence in myself as an athlete. And I was like, oh, confidence. Confidence, confidence is so key. Confidence as an athlete. Do not. I would be like, don't even put me on the court if I'm not confident because why I got to be there. And that stuck with me. I was like, oh, so I had the skills all along. I just had to believe in myself. Ain't that the truth for athletes? Am I right? Like you can have a great skill set, but if you don't believe in yourself, that's growth mindset. You got to believe in yourself. And once I was like, oh, I need to believe in myself, be confident. I was being put in games all the time. My freshman year, once that switch clicked and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, just be confident in myself that, yeah, just show confidence. Because a lot of the times my athletes, you have the skills, but your coaches are like, you need to, I believe in you, your team believes in you, but you got to believe in you. He was a fantastic coach. He actually won coach of the year for the SUNY schools, which makes sense because he was a wonderful coach. Then I got at a, a coach that wasn't exactly the best um, and didn't focus on mental state and mental health. And then that completely changed the whole environment of, of the team. Um, but I stayed. I didn't quit because I love the sport, number one. And I stayed for my teammates. And a lot of the times, too, your teammates help you get through a lot of the things. There's a lot of pros and cons of, of teams. Um, and really the only con was just comparison and you felt like you weren't like your own person because you're on a team. You're just associated with the team, nothing else, but the pros of teammates and the family that, you know, that you create is amazing and it's okay to lean on your teammates. That's who you really should lean on when you're having a rough mental day, um, at practice. And the amount of great conversations I had with my teammates, you know, in our dorms, we're going out to eat, um, even on the bus rides home from tournaments, we would have great conversations of just like how we're feeling. And that's what gets us through um, a lot of the, the downsides of being a college athlete. So lean on your teammates, right? Create a strong bond with them because they're going to get you through. <laughs> your coaches and your teammates are. So to put a bow on this, for my athletes out there going into their preseasons, at their colleges, going into their preseasons for fall sports and even in high school too. Think about your mindset going into the season. Your mindset builds your character. Your mindset builds your character, which builds your physical skills. Because you can have the natural talent, but if you're in your head, ooh, you are not going to be focused. You're not going to have a good game. Here's an important thing. You focus on your mindset and creating strong bonds with your team. That's what's going to get you through. When you're at practice and you make a mistake, in your head you say, it's all right, I'll get the next one. Say it out loud to your teammates. When your teammates make a mistake at practice, be like, that's all right, you got the next one. Be a leader on your team. doesn't matter your age. Be a leader. Be a support system. Because when you're a support system for others, you subconsciously support yourself. It's like it's a mirror, right? Ask for help, right? Ask for extra practice, whatever you need. Ask for help. And know that you hold value, whether you're on the court or you're on the bench. You're in the game or you're cheering on your teammates. You have value on that team. One last thing. You are more than your sport.
because someday your sport is going to end. It is. So just remember, you a part of your identity is you being an athlete, but that's not the only part of your identity. So when you're going into this preseason, I know it's going to be wild because the pandemic is still around. Just know that your mindset is everything. And you are going to face a lot of difficulties, a lot of mistakes. But no, you're on that team for a reason. College teams, you get recruited. That means they want you there. High school sports, you have tryouts. The middle school sports have tryouts. So clearly, if you're on the team, the coach saw something in you. So you do hold value. So good luck to all of my athletes out there for your season. You're going to rock it. You're going to be amazing. And know that you are amazing and you're stronger than you think. You can make it through your hardest days, your hardest practices, your hardest games, anything. And remember, your mindset is everything. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to follow me on Spotify. You can leave a review on Podchaser. And you can also rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.